Hey, 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 welcome to another For The Win podcast. I am your host, David the Dollar Douglas, and I am so pumped to be in the studio with you today. Cannot wait to get into it. And man, do I have a doozy of a pick for you at the end of the podcast. Uh, so stick around for that. But in the meantime, let's talk a little NBA and what in the world just happened on Tuesday night. If you missed it, if you've been hiding under a rock, if you've been fucking your girlfriend for 48 straight hours, good job, by the way, uh, then you may have missed that the New Orleans Pelicans won the first overall pick in the NBA draft. The Pelicans. You know, the, the team that you know, wanted to trade away Anthony Davis and that's run mostly by NFL execs and is in New Orleans, which is really a football sound. Yeah, that one. They, they, they're the ones. They, they got it. They. This is a this is a debacle for the NBA. Like there, there were a handful of teams in the lottery that we just couldn't have Zion go to, and he went to one of them. It was like this. It, it was New Orleans and Memphis, right? Phoenix. These were all teams that he couldn't go to or else it, it would be a, a disaster. And we're there. We are living the hell that we should not be living, which is a generational talent, a transformative talent. What everyone says is the next great talent to come out of college basketball is going to go to a dysfunctional, historically poorly run NBA franchise in a city that doesn't care with a star who wants to leave and we're going to lose some of Zion's prime years to a bad franchise. So I've seen a couple other people, national media guys recommend this and I'm going to put my stamp on it as well. Zion should rebel. He should tell them no. I'm not coming to you. I'm not going to play for you. If you draft me, I'm going to sit out. I'll go and do the draft the next year. I'll go play in Lithuania. I'll go play in South Africa. I don't care. I'm not going to do it. He really wanted the Knicks. That's what came out originally. Then something came out today about his stepdad saying he was cool. He was excited about playing for the Pelicans. Come on. He's not excited about playing for the Pelicans. No one's excited about playing for the Pelicans. The guy that has been there, who is a star in that city, is trying to get out. Like, what does that say? I, I, I don't even know what to say about this other than, yes, this is like if Andrew Luck went to the Cleveland Browns. I mean, this is, it, it, it's un, it's incomprehensible. This is illuminating a greater issue with the NBA. And the issue is we've got four too many teams. Okay. We've got four too many teams and the, well, what, 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 what do you mean, Dave? Uh, that, that, that's a lot of teams. I, look, there's not that much talent that comes out of into the NBA draft anyways. They're just not. I mean, seriously, you think about every draft, like if you go back and you look at it, 
first and second rounds. There's like 10 guys who can really play in the league. There's 60 guys taken. I mean, like, there are two rounds. There's like 10 guys that could play. So what are we doing? And then we have these really poorly ran franchises in cities where people don't care, so they're not selling out. They just shouldn't be there, man. Well, who would you get rid of? Look, New Orleans is one of them. I'm not going to piss a whole bunch of people off in a bunch of different cities. New Orleans is definitely one of them. The other one? I'll just give you one more because it's fun. Charlotte. Charlotte shouldn't be there. Historically terrible franchise. Historically. By the way, Kimball Walker, he's not going to be there anymore. So then what are they going to have? Nothing. But Jordan owns them. Yeah, okay. Perpetuating the issue. (laughs) That's a debacle for the NBA. Zion can't go there. And if I'm Zion, honestly, I don't care if I look like a prima donna. I'd pull the Eli Manning move. I'd say, nope, I'm not going to come play. If you draft me, I'm not going to be there. And you demand it. There are teams that would back up the trailer for this. You got to do it. If you're Zion, you can't just be like, oh, I'm happy to go. No. His stepdad should retract that statement immediately. No. Can't do it. Major issue. Supremely disappointed with the NBA draft results because it's a lottery. We don't want people to tank. Then shit like this happens and it's terrible. It would have been better for the Knicks. That would have been exciting. Would have been interesting. Knicks fans are pissed, by the way. Would have been better for pretty much anyone. There were like, there were legitimately eight teams that would have been interesting. And there probably were 10 teams that were more interesting than the Pelicans. Ugh. Couldn't get any worse. And if Zion doesn't throw up his hands and pitch a fit and say, I'm not going. I'm sorry. I really am. But this, uh, this will be a loss for all, for all of us. It'll be a loss for all of us. And I don't know that he'll actually achieve his full potential. Because in his most critical developmental years, he's going to be at a pretty pathetic franchise in a city that no one cares, with a superstar teammate that wants to leave. You're welcome, NBA. You dug your own hole. All right, changing topics. Um, Let's talk a little NFL. It's been a while since we talked some football, and I miss it. I miss it. Patrick Peterson uh, came out today that uh, he's going to have a six-game suspension for... PEDs. And per the collective bargaining agreement, uh, we don't know what it is. But we all kind of know what it is, right? I mean, here's Patrick Peterson. He's played in all 128 games since he got drafted. He started all of them. That doesn't happen for a position player, A. And B, that really happens for anyone. 
in this league. So over the course of eight years, he started all of his games. So more than likely, uh, this is steroids or this is HGH, more than likely. I uh, actually loved taking ethics classes when I was uh, in college years ago. And um, something we talked about a lot was bioethics, right? What do we do with with all these things, biology? And there's a lot of things you think that you talk about. You talk about abortion. You talk about, um, you know, the, the rights of humanity, uh, uh, elective euthanasia. Like, can can people have assisted suicide medically? One of the things we talked about in that class, and I've talked about much since, and I've actually read a no- dozens of books now uh, since then, was this idea of performance-enhancing drugs. Should we do them? Should we not? What's the ethics here? I'm just going to say from from this standpoint, uh, if there are drugs that don't harm the body, okay, this may be controversial. I don't really care. If there are drugs that don't harm the body but help the body heal faster, that help the body grow, get stronger, bigger, faster, they should be allowed. Patrick Peterson is a superstar in the league. Many of the wide receivers that get covered by him call him the best cornerback in the league. He's fun to watch. He has a ton of interceptions since he entered the league. 32 since he entered the league. That's an an amazing number. He plays on a terrible team. And he's damn good. He's fun to watch. And what we don't want is we don't want our superstars on the sidelines. So just go to a place with me for right now there are some pretty good indicators that there are minimal to no side effects for hgh when it's administered by a doctor and that it has a lot of great positive side effects which include faster healing time you know better endurance optimized muscle growth it's not steroids. You're not going to get swole. You're not going to be huge. You're not going to be Barry Bonds that goes from a 30-30 guy to uh, I jack 80 home runs and I'm bald and have back knee. That's not this. So my assumption is, and, and again, we don't know. This is totally speculation. We have no idea what he took. My assumption is it's HGH. That when he's healing, he's taking HGH. And it's helping ligament regeneration, cellular regeneration, and healing faster. Because here's the deal. These tests, the, the Cardinals have known for a while. This happened a while ago. They knew that this was a likelihood. Peterson knew that this was a thing, and he dropped his appeal. So it's something that's helping him sustain his body. I'm tired of seeing players get addicted to opioids because we think that that's the best model. I'm tired of players getting hurt when we have healing medications to heal your body. This is why I've been a big advocate for medicinal marijuana, where it's legal in a state, which by the way, for what it's worth, it should be legal in every state. Medicinally, marijuana should be legally legal, right? 
I don't care if you think it's recreational. That's fine. We can debate that all day. It should be medically available. Why? We have a serious opioid crisis. You can't deny it. And we're perpetuating those issues in the NFL. It's the most violent sport that we play in the U.S. In mass. And then we give these guys opioids instead of giving them medicinal marijuana, which works great, non-addictive. Instead of giving them HGH, which can be very effective at healing the body. It's just, but he broke the rule. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, he broke the rule. You're right. And I'm saying the rule is dumb. And I'm saying that the rule is outdated. And I'm saying that we should change it. Until we find out something else, if we found out that HGH causes colon cancer at a higher rate, yeah, pull it. Don't let it. Don't let anybody use it anymore. With steroids, we know that there is absolutely negative side effects that are irreversible. So we don't do it. It screws up your endocrine system. We know that. Shouldn't be allowed. HGH, when administered by a doctor, yeah, it works out good. So let's, let's take this out of the shadows. Let's bring it into the light. Let's have it administered by professional individuals with degrees. Have them monitor their growth. It's simple. Make things so complicated because we're so afraid. What if, what if, what if? Oh, yeah, this is the same league that denied and refused to acknowledge that head injuries were terrible and that their players were dying from repeated hits to the head. Let's be smart. Come on. Uh, you know, as a kid, I, uh, I loved baseball. I, I loved to play it. Uh, I wasn't amazing at it early on. I mean, kind of like every kid, right? Like, I started after kid pitch was a thing. I never got to do t-ball. Never got to do coach pitch. I started later. And so I was kind of bad at it for a while because it's hard. I mean, they always say the hardest thing to do in sports is to hit a baseball because it's moving and your bat's moving and you have to hit and make contact and all those things. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for a number of reasons. There's a lot of nuance in baseball. There's a lot of small things you have to do really well. Uh, the way that you point your glove where you're going to throw, the way that you're going to point your toe where you're throwing, uh, the follow-through, how you swing a bat. You don't swing with your arms, you swing with your hips. Um, keeping your eye on the ball, moving. I mean, there's all these little subtle things that you need to do in order to be successful in this sport. I also loved all the excitement of it because it would be these moments of just dullness, and then all of a sudden, there'd be the the moment before the pitch, Right? And you could see the, the pitcher settle and then go into his stride, and you knew that there was about to be some action. In addition to that, uh, growing up, I grew up in a time where there were base runners, and people stole bases. I mean, Ricky Anderson, that's what he did. He got on base, and he stole bases, and it was fun. Like, that's exciting. It was a good time. I remember doing that as a kid, thinking that I was like Ricky Henderson, man. I was like, I'm going to be, how fast can I be? How lean can I be? How quickly can I get from here to there? Can I fake out the pitcher? I mean, all those things like that. That's a good time. And lastly, I love the strategy of it, right? Uh, pinch hitting, um, having people that 
uh, are going to come in. And when you do a defensive shift, uh, you know, where to hit the ball, um, how hard to hit it. Do you want to do a sack fly here so you can score a run? All those little subtle things. Oh, oh you're going to steal the base now. Uh, see, I, there's all these little things, right? That go into the strategy of baseball. So I like it for all those reasons. And now I hate baseball. Let me let me tell you why. Because all those things are gone. So what what happened was, and and I love analytics. I love analytics. I love data. Data and analytics are incredible. Data and analytics have destroyed the game of baseball. Right now, the game is this. Have a pitcher who can throw the hardest that he can. Check. Do defensive shifts that are so aggressive that there's no one on the left side of the infield for particular hitters because we know, based off the data, if they hit a ground ball, it's going to go into the right side of the field between first and second base. We're going to do one thing as a hitter. Hit home runs. That's our only goal. We want to hit a home run. We want to draw a walk. Or we're going to strike out. And all of a sudden, baseball has become quite boring. Because right now, the game is as follows. The pitcher tries to blow away the batter. The batter tries to hit it as hard as he can. The defense shifts to whatever location the batter may accidentally hit because they don't actually hit the home run. And that's it. That's the game. It's now become a game that is boring. There's no nuance. Strategy lists. Every, every time you go to the plate, it's the same strategy. And lacks excitement. No one's on base. And if they are on base, they're not going to steal. You know, Barry Bonds was in the 30-30 club 30 years ago. That was exciting. That that used to be a real thing. If you were in the 30-30 club, that was, you're in rarefied air, man. You were an incredible athlete. You could run, you could hit, you could catch. I mean, that was, that was it. And now you guys like, you got guys like Joey Gallo plays for the Texas Rangers. There was just an article about him today on ESPN.com. And he's the embodiment of modern baseball. Hit a home run, you walk, or you strike out. He does that 75% of the time. Does one of those three things 75% of the time. I saw something today. Is the 300 hitter dead in baseball? If you hit below 300 previously, you better have phenomenal power numbers to back it up. Now, if you hit 300 without any power, you're going to get traded or cut. It's crazy. Instead of getting on base, instead of having those, you know, real spark plugs that are at the top of the order whose sole job 
Let's get on base. The guys behind us can hit us home. Let's crank them out. Chicks dig the long ball. Good for them, because I hate it. I'm bored to death. I'm tired of it. Baseball, you're losing generations. I'm going to predict something. I've been looking at uh, the ratings for baseball. You know where they are? Non-existent. Because nothing happens. Oh, well, let's speed up the game. Let's put a clock on there for the pitchers. Not the problem. Not the issue. If you have an exciting game, people will watch. That's why people like football. It's pretty fast. Guess what? That's why people love basketball. That's why the ratings are going through the roof. That's why it's because there's always something happening. 24-second shot clock means you have to take a shot every 24 seconds. Yeah, that's exciting. People want that. There's movement. There's things that are happening. Why is soccer great? The ball is always in motion. No one's standing around. There's always something happening. Soccer, by the way, fourth most popular sport. It's about to be third. Because baseball's so slow. Not because the games take so long. Because nothing happens. Pitch, strike. Pitch, swing. Pitch, swing. Pitch, swing. Pitch, swing. Oh, pitch, hit. Oh, and it's a pop fly and it just got to the warning track. There's no base runners. Oh, pitch, hit. Oh, that one, that one went over the fence. It's now one nothing. Great. Then you go through six batters. There's not even any balls in play anymore. Not really. Strikeouts are the highest they've ever been. Baseball, I'm tired of you, and I wish you'd change. All right. Let's get into uh, my favorite part of the podcast. Let's get into those picks, baby. All right, I just got one pick for you tonight, but I, I'm going to tell you, I love this pick. Like, um, I love this pick. We're going to talk some NHL hockey playoffs, because normally we don't do that, but today... I'm all about this one, all right? So, NHL, uh, we've got Boston at Carolina tonight. The over-under is five and a half. Uh, look, this has been an interesting series. Boston's just been all over Carolina. Uh, I'm not going to say who's going to win tonight because that's only for our premium picks at picksforthewin.com. Picksforthewin.com. Go there now. Uh, use the promo code three free, get three days for free. That being said, uh, this game, I am going to give away only on the podcast. Uh, I like, uh, I like the under here. Uh, if you look at all the games that Carolina and Boston have played, most of the time they've been five goals or fewer all postseason long against different opponents. Uh, the first two games, of this series is what everybody's going to look back at. And they're gonna be like, but they scored eight goals. Yeah, those were outliers, and those were in Boston. And this is in Carolina, and it's going to be tighter. And when Boston plays on the road, the points get lower. Uh, and when Carolina plays at home, the points are remarkably about the same. Uh, I think this game's going to be 3 2. It's going to be close. You're going to be sweating it, but don't worry. Take the under. Well, this has been another episode of the For the Win podcast. I am your host, David the Dollar Douglas. Until next week. Catch you later.